2: It's time for the Rundown with Rob Sanders. Well,
1: we're waiting.
2: And welcome into the Rundown. Today is Tuesday. I appreciate you being here with us today. I've got a lot of stuff we're going to go over today. Today, we're going to talk about cheating. Were the New York Jets cheating last night? Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. That's going to come up at uh, 350 today. Also, we're going to update you throughout the day on everything going on with Hurricane Florence. I'm just calling her Flo. I know that sounds kind of weird, but Florence is too... Look, we're going to get down and dirty with this hurricane, okay? I mean, that's that's where we're going to be at. And Let's be honest. I'm just going to call her Flo... Because I know one thing, I am a proud South Carolinian, and come on at us, Flo. We're going to rebuild regardless. Simple as that. We are a a strong-spirited set of people here. Nothing's going to keep us down. You may batter us a little bit, but Flo, we're going to win in the end. Simple as that. I've got hurricane information throughout the show today, especially involving some games that have been canceled. Um, should the South Carolina Gamecocks cancel their game with Marshall this weekend? I've got something interesting that uh, came to me earlier that may suggest that maybe that's what they should do. Uh, Trying to bounce back after that loss to Georgia, but maybe they should cancel that game. And I'll tell you why in just a little bit. Also, we've got uh, some comments from Coach Dabo Sweeney up at Clemson. With his weekly press conference, we've also got Coach Will Muschamp, and I tell you what, why don't we just start with Will Muschamp and Coach Muschamp? Of course, the Gamecocks are looking to bounce back from their loss to Georgia over the weekend. They welcome in a Marshall team that's two and zero on the season, and uh, Coach Muschamp talked a little bit about, um, let's see here, oh yeah, trying to rebound from that loss, especially. Uh, on the defensive side, he talked about some of the uh, the things that his team needs to improve on as uh, they get set for Marshall.
1: You know, against Georgia, you know, the 26-yard run on their sideline in the third quarter, we had a bust. We had a miscommunication. I mean, some of the issues were functionally within aligning right, and uh, that that's the most frustrating part. The first thing you got to do as a coach is look in the mirror and say, are we doing too much? So we had a lot of mental errors so that that's number one, so we've scaled back, and we we carried what we normally carry in about every game, but obviously with this bunch, you can't do that because every every team is different. So with this bunch, we've really scaled back going into this game because we obviously had way too many mistakes, so we'll we'll, we'll continue to improve, hopefully letting them play faster and and, and reacting instead of thinking. Uh, well, after the game T. j. Brunson talked about that this week's probably going to have a lot of tackling drills. What have you guys been doing so far? And has it kind of been going back to square one, at least with defensively trying to just uh, be able to tackle? Well, we did miss some tackles, but normally that happens against good people. At the end of the day, we didn't communicate very well, which puts you in position to not make the tackle. So, to me, it was more of a communication issue, an urgency to align issue uh, as much as anything else. And, you know, we didn't practice any different than we normally do. We did a lot more good on good work because there's a lot of carryover between what Marshall does and what we do. So we decided we needed to do more good on good work. If they had been a huge discrepancy with what we did schematically, we probably wouldn't have done that. But – Uh, You know, looking at their tape and and on offense and defense, I felt like it would be better for us to work uh, a lot more against each other. And and that's what we did today. But we need to communicate better. We need to get the call. We need to uh, uh, relay the call throughout the entire defense. This is the first time we've – and we we work with crowd noise all the time, but it's different on game day. And the first time we've been in a situation and our crowd was awesome.
2: You know, they gave us a great boost. But we've got to communicate better. Coach Will Muschamp talking about his offense's ability to communicate. Sounds like an old Guns N' Roses song there, but yeah, there was a lot of um, a lot of miscommunication in that loss to the uh, Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, Coach Muschamp also talked a little bit about the offense and uh, some interesting comments about uh, Coach Brian McClendon.
1: There's nobody that's more hard on himself than Brian. You know, I can tell you that. And. Uh... We've had very productive conversations and, and moving forward. And, you know, at the end of the day, we had 200 yards at halftime against a really good defense. So we, we just need to be more effective. But it's a team game. Defensively, we had three possessions in the second half of 21 points. Right. We gave up huge chunk plays in the passing game. One time we don't even cover down on the slot. That wasn't an offense's fault. And then you're battling the eight ball against a really good defense trying to get cat, play catch up, and you're down 24. Then you're down 31, and you're throwing the football trying to, we're trying to score. Uh, so, obviously, we did get away from the run game then for obvious reasons. So, um, again, it's a team game, and we've got to play better as a team than we did in the second half. And what were Brian's thoughts to you in the conversations you've had about the way it went and what he took from it? Well, first thing he walked in and said, we need to, I need to be more hard headed in the run game. We need, to stay, we need to stay with the run more in the second quarter. You know, because then he started down the third quarter. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. The defense has got to make a stop. <laughs> I said, you can't, you, you can't start shouldering blame on everything. You can't do that as a coordinator. It's, it's a team game, and we got to play better on the defensive side of the ball. Now we we need to convert third and two and third and one in the first two drives of the second half. So it was productive conversations, we got to get better. That's on me. Is there something that you
0: can simulate the week up leading to games, especially because of the fact that you've had a couple of big games at home where you haven't come on the winning side like Kentucky last year, Georgia this year? Is this something different in your preparation to where – you're able to keep your composure going into a game of that nature?
1: I mean, that's something obviously you can look at. Uh, I'm constantly self-evaluating travel and uh, practice preparation and and, uh, different things that we've got to do, uh, you know, leading up to any game. Uh, Certainly didn't play as as well as we would have liked in in either one of the games you mentioned. Uh, Need to play better, need to coach better. I don't know that that's something functionally that we're doing within the organization that's it's holding us back. Uh, we got to play better and coach better on Saturday afternoon.
2: Coach Will Muschamp at his press conference today. Now, the big story throughout the world right now as far as, and I say the world, I mean around South Carolina, is what's this, this hurricane going to do? What is Hurricane Florence going to do that's going to affect our everyday lives? As you know, as you've been hearing with our traffic updates here, I-26, once you uh, get on the eastbound side, You can't go any further than I-77, the I-77 split. It's turned into uh, all lanes coming out of the low country are heading this way. So if you live in Orangeburg, you got to get on 301 to go out to Orangeburg, etc. I know my children's classes were canceled at their school this week. My wife is a teacher. She uh, she teaches out at a, a middle school out in Northeast Columbia. They're closed. The interesting thing here, though, is... There's supposed to be a bay, a football game on Saturday night at williams Bryce Stadium, and according to Coach Muschamp, he was asked about the weather. Here is uh, his comments about the weather.
1: We're we're ready to go Saturday night at 7:32 kick. Um, you know we're in great hands in this state with Governor McMaster and uh, President Pastides here at the university and and Coach Tanner and I'm preparing for a football game and obviously my thoughts and prayers with the people on our coast and and the North Carolina coast and whoever this. Storm may affect, but uh I'm as far as I'm concerned that's that's where we're headed
2: all right, so with that though, and trust me, I mean, I host a sports talk show. I want as much football as I possibly can get, but let's be honest here. there are reports, and you know what I've got people that have told me this as of right now, local high schools in Columbia. They're being set up to house and feed linemen and emergency personnel uh, who are going to be on call to deal with the after effects of this hurricane. Now, state officials would like to have them in hotel rooms, but the only way that can happen is if the Gamecocks cancel their game this weekend. So I think here shortly, within the next, I don't know, eight to 10 hours, I, I'm pretty certain. There's going to be a decision made. That game may be canceled. So, so far, the North Carolina-Central uh, Florida game has been canceled as well as the West Virginia-NC State game. My thing is, is why are we even remotely trying to have this game? The students, have. they were told, like, yesterday, that classes were canceled. They were told that they, you know, they didn't have to go home. If they wanted to evacuate, they could. But let's be honest— If the kids can't go to class, why the hell are we having a football game on Saturday? It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I mean, technically, we're under governor's order, by the way. And with all the schools here that are going to be closed, the high schools, etc., I think it just makes sense and it's a prudent thing to do. It's the logical thing to do. So... I know that having those, you know, 8 games at Williams Brice are great, but I'd much rather have my emergency personnel and my uh, my linemen that are going to be taking care of power outages and stuff. I'd much rather have them comfortable in a hotel room than sleeping in a high school. Just a thought. 803-978-1832 803-978-1832 is the number. I think eventually that's going to happen. Now, if something doesn't uh if things don't change and the game goes on, you've got a Marshall team coming in here that is a really good team. They return nine starters on uh, on defense, and they have the capability of playing with just about anybody. A tough matchup for the Gamecocks regardless. Tough matchup for any team is this Marshall team. Here's Coach uh, Muschamp's comments on Marshall.
1: Got Marshall here at 730, williams Bryce Stadium on Saturday night. Looking forward to getting back on on the field. Uh, they got a good football team. The offense schematically very similar to us, especially in the run game. Got a lot of respect for Coach Holiday and the job he has done at Marshall. Defensively, they are – uh, really fast. They run extremely well. They got nine starters back from a year ago. They play extremely well in space. They've got a nice pressure package. We've got to be dialed in and focused on the different looks that they give you. Mostly a four-down team, but they give you some different looks. And then, uh, you know, special teams, a lot of good team speed. So, so we're going to have to play well in space and uh, and certainly step
2: our game up. The Gamecocks are a 13-and-a-half point favorite over Marshall as uh, the thundering herd come in this weekend. I personally don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. I think within the next little bit here, we're going to get an announcement that uh, the game has been moved or canceled or something. I mean, they've closed all the classes. They've closed all the schools around here. I think eventually that's probably what's going to happen. By the way, this just in, uh, Boston College and Wake Forest, their game is moved to 530 on Thursday. So that game, interesting, uh, it will be at a 5.30. So they moved it back a little bit. Uh, Kent is upset on Facebook Live because I speak truth. I'm more in tune with uh, taking care of our linemen and our emergency personnel. He's more in tune to let's just have our Gamecocks play. So that shows you where Kent's at. Anyway, I think that's going to happen here shortly. Up in the upstate Coach Sweeney had uh his comments on the weather. And uh here's coach Davo Sweeney at his press conference today.
0: I don't know what the weather's going to be. Uh you know, my my thoughts and prayers go out to all the people who who were in the path of this this monster and, and my prayers that that uh, the good Lord will will just, you know, I mean, just do something uh to to turn it set it down, you know, whatever. And uh that that um, we won't have to deal with the type of devastation that it appears is coming uh, for a lot of people. But, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers with everyone involved. We've got players uh, that, that are, are, are impacted by it, and, and we're going to do everything we can to, to help them and their families uh, as people evacuate. Um, I have no idea what's going to happen here. I have no clue. Uh, but, you know, our job is to get ready, and, uh, and we will be ready.
2: Coach Sweeney also had some comments on preparation for the game.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we, we, we have to – I mean, we have our set time that we have to prepare. And, uh, you know, that's, that's today it starts at 2.10. And we have that time that we have to, to practice and get our meetings in and get ready for a ball game. Uh, but, you know, outside of that, we, we have to try to um, – and we talked about it yesterday, kind of went around the room, you know, who could be impacted and make sure they all know that we're here to help and that, that uh, there's some things that we can do, you know, when people have to be evacuated and so forth. And um, we had it happen last year with, with, with Trayvon. Uh, you know, his family came up here and stayed. Uh, we were able to help them with that. Uh, so uh, just making sure that they know the resources that are available to them and um, to communicate with us on what their needs are. Um, So just that's the biggest thing, just communicating and making sure they know.
2: Uh, Let's make sure that we all understand something here. If it comes down to one lineman or one piece of emergency personnel that's not able to be completely comfortable and be able to do their jobs to the utmost ability, I say cancel everything. I don't care if it's a Clemson game, a South Carolina game. doesn't matter to me, Okay. I mean it's it's as simple as that in my mind. It should happen right now. They should all be taken care of to the utmost of best of our ability so that they can do what they're trained to do because let's be honest, I can I'm going to help out with the news team here. I'm proud to be a part of the news team here at iHeartMedia. The next couple of days I'll be running around like a chicken with my head cut off trying to help Gary David from WVOC and Christopher Thompson as we put out good stuff to help you know inform the community. But I am not a person that can go out and deal with injuries and, and linemen and, and, and climbing poles and stuff like that and fixing it. I can't do that. I have no clue. What I can do is tell you point blank I think they should be completely taken care of regardless if, if it gets to a point where they think it's going to affect the upstate, which the models say that it's not, then I think they should cancel the game in the upstate too. But Columbia should be first. So I think here shortly we'll get something that will, uh, will tell us that. It will be coming here in just a little bit. Uh, Coach Sweeney did talk a little bit about uh, Georgia Southern. Here are his thoughts. On uh, the Eagles coming in, the uh,
0: next week. Well, I mean, I guess it is a good thing in that, in that you know you're having to. I mean, three of our first four games uh, are, are option-oriented teams. Now, again, they're all really different. I mean, it's not like they all do the same things. I mean, they have their option-principle teams, but but they kind of all have their their flavor. Um, so it's definitely not a negative that you're having to. Spend three three of your or two of your first uh, three games before you get into conference play, uh, having to play option defense and and the discipline that it takes. Uh, uh, the flip side of that is is you're not playing a lot of base defense, and uh, that's that's one negative. And then the other one is is uh, well, Georgia Tech gets to, usually when they see when we play Georgia Tech, they don't have a lot of film to study us, you because know, we really just play them once a year. Uh, whereas now they've got, they've got some tape to study, uh, so it's it's a uh, it's both uh, works both ways. Do they cut as much as Georgia Tech on the other side? Uh, you know these guys, they don't cut as much. Uh, their splits are like that big, uh, really tight splits, but they're a little bit more zone principle, a little bit a little bit more. I mean, they run a lot of zone read, a lot of split zone stuff, uh, but they don't cut quite as
2: much. That's Coach Sweeney talking about uh, the having basically the same offense for three weeks in a row uh, i played you the wrong cut we'll have the uh, the actual cut on georgia southern when we come back this is the rundown you are listening to fox sports radio 1400 be sure to stay tuned to us throughout the day or our sister station news radio 560 wvoc and uh, we'll have all the information we can give you on hurricane florence More comments from Coach Sweeney in just a moment, right here on the Rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to the Rundown. Follow Rob on Twitter at RobSoundsGood. Welcome back to the Rundown right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. My name is Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. I'm going to do the best I can to keep you updated on everything I get as far as hurricane knowledge. Um, of course, Hurricane Florence is approaching the Carolinas. Hurricane Flo, West Virginia, NC State game, UCF, North Carolina games scheduled for Saturday have been canceled. So those games will not happen. Uh, Bubba Cunningham up at uh, UNC said it's, uh, it's a sensible decision at the time. I think that um, the same thing's probably going to happen at South Carolina here shortly. Just a guess. I could be wrong, but just a guess. Reports of high schools in the Midlands being set up where linemen and emergency personnel can go there and shower. They'd rather have them in hotels, but they can't do that unless this game is canceled. If that's the case, I think eventually it's going to come down to that game is possibly going to be canceled on Saturday. So we're working on that. Governor McMaster, according to some, we got uh, some comments coming from him up in our next break here um, from the WVOC News Center. So we'll, uh, we'll check on that. If some evacuation stuff does change, We'll keep you updated on that as well. As I said, West Virginia, North Carolina State, and UCF and North Carolina games scheduled for Saturday have been canceled. Also, Boston College's game with Wake Forest has been moved up. The start time moved up to 5.30, so they can get um, that game in and have the opportunity for Boston College to get home. Uh, from that game. That game is going to be played at Wake Forest, according to my uh, my notes here. Some other stuff that we're going to go over this afternoon, I'm going to talk about were the Jets cheating last night? Apparently they were. Apparently they were. We'll find out. Or were they cheating or were they just gaining a competitive advantage? So we'll talk about that. Also, some sad news for the Carolina Panthers as they lose one of their great playmakers. We'll go into that as well. And I've got some other things, some other thoughts from the NFL last night. Um, John Gruden is amazing to me with some of the stuff that he says. Chucky needs to go back to uh, Monday Night Football. He really does. So, Coach Sweeney did have some comments, though, on the win against Texas A&M. Pretty interesting stuff he said here um, in today's press conference about that win over the Aggies.
0: But we'll get better. We'll get better I mean, that's why we play those games. I mean, hey, I wish I could tell you we, went to, we could go to College Station and, and look like the, the, you know, national championship version of Clemson uh, at game 15, uh, but that, that didn't happen. Uh, but you know what? We won. We won. And we won a tough, gritty game with a million mistakes. We didn't turn it over. We didn't have a bunch of procedural issues. Uh, we fought. The effort of our team was awesome. I mean, I'm telling you, I, I just I, I can't overstate that enough. Just how hard our guys fought, and people have no idea how what type of mental toughness it takes to overcome adversity on the road, and when all the momentum's going against you, to be able to just look it right in the eye and just just keep fighting, uh, and and to even and to just play the next play. I mean, I'm just really proud of our team for where we are right now. You know, uh, we, we, we made way too many mistakes, and, but we're going to improve. That game right there, that's why we schedule those games. You know, we could have played Mary Poppins last week. And, all right, we smash them and we're 2-0 and and everybody feels so good. And, you know, but we went to College Station and we played a team that had more four and five stars than us. Just go through the roster. Really talented team. And we really had one half of football to look at. That's really all we had. The rest of it, you know, I mean, it, it, was, it, was, it was a tough game to get ready for. And that quarterback, man, uh, and I knew he was going to be. I told our staff, I said, boys, y'all better get ready because they're destroying Northwestern State and he's running a lead option and he's 20 yards down the field just diving, throwing his body. I'm like, this guy is not going to be an easy out. I'm just telling you. Uh, and he wasn't. Man, what a – and we had him sacked probably three or four more times. And and then they made some unbelievable play. Now, we – we oh, my Lord. I mean, we got guys running wide open. We, we're busting. We're supposed to be middle field coverage. We got – he's down in the box. We got – we're supposed to be playing man-to-man. We don't play man-to-man. We did some stupid stuff. All right? Uh, but the effort of our team.
2: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
0: You can't, you, 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 man, if you could bottle that up, man, it's unbelievable. Uh, so I'm really proud of that. And then they made some unbelievable plays. I mean, Isaiah Simmons, I mean, he's got a guy sacked, dead to rights, but he goes inside shoulder instead of upfield shoulder, and the guy spins out and makes an unbelievable play in the end zone. We got tip balls, and guys are making touchdowns. I mean, it, that's ball. Um, but the busted stuff we got to fix. But the effort, if we can get that effort – week in and week out, uh, we've got a chance to be a, a a really good team. You know, we had a winning we, we played winning football. We did not play championship football last week. And and we've got a we've gotta improve if we're gonna end up having a team being a team that can achieve the next goal. And that's winning division championship. That's really that's what's next for us.
2: Coach Dabo Sweeney today at his uh, press conference and um... It's interesting, he talked about the mistakes that Clemson made, but they were able to pull out a win, winning in a tough spot. I mean, we don't really know how good Texas A&M is going to be. I think Texas A&M is probably going to be the toughest team they face this season. I think they're going to be that highly ranked when they, uh, towards the end of the season. I really do. Um, I think they've got the tools on offense. I'm not sold on Jimbo Fisher as a coach, but I do think that he has some talent there, and I think they're going to be the toughest team that that Clemson faces all season. They're going to be tougher than Florida State. They're going to be tougher than South Carolina. Down the line, they're going to be, I think, when we look back at the end of the season, I think they're going to finish up as a top 20 program for the year. Now, everybody and their brothers are going to talk about strength of schedule and stuff like that, and currently there are no teams that are ranked on Clemson's schedule right now, although AP voters really wish they took their votes back for South Carolina last week and gave them to a team like Boston College, something like that, a team that has played really well and has a lot of great players and is going to be a good team this year. Whereas South Carolina, in my opinion, If you just look at what they've got, the ESPN FPI, the power index, has them finishing at 6-6 after their loss to Georgia. I didn't write it. That's just the way that it comes out. 803-978-1832 if you want to respond to what I've been talking about today. 803-978-1832. Kevin wants to know why Tavian Feaster has not been getting carries at Clemson. I think that's a good question. I may ask um, I may ask our buddy Sanders Sullivan, send a message through our buddy Lawton Swan with Clemson Sports Talk, have that brought up about Tavi and Feaster not getting a bunch of carries up at Clemson. So two interesting matchups if they do make the field this weekend. Clemson has to play that power option type thing, speed option, whatever you want to call it. And I think What's going to be interesting about that is the Clemson secondary gave up so many yards to this Texas A&M offense. Now they're not really going to be tested as much. They're just not because of the the running-based attacks they're going to face for the next couple of weeks. So we won't really be able to make a very educated decision on that Clemson uh, secondary until they get a couple more games under their belt. But we will find out if Clemson can uh not have a hangover when they get a win. So we'll we'll find out about that this weekend when they w- we will find out if Clemson can uh not have a hangover when they get a win. So we'll we'll find out about that this weekend when they welcome in Georgia Southern. Also, you've got South Carolina with Marshall. Gamecock's looking to get up off the mat. 135 point favorite over. The Thundering Herd. The Thundering Herd returned nine starters on defense. I had a preview with them earlier before the season started. They feel like last year they could have been uh, one of the better teams in uh, the conference they play in. Missed a play or two here or there. But they're going to come into South Carolina. They're not going to be intimidated. Should be a good tough test there for the Gamecocks. I do think that Coach Muschamp, will probably um, rally the troops and he talked about it there with, with coach McClendon about sticking to the run game more. I think if they stick to the run game more, they're gonna eventually wear Marshall out. And I think they'll pull away and up uh, and cover the spread on Saturday if the game gets in. Now the weather could have a huge, huge uh you know, a piece in this because if it slows down that turf a little bit and turns it into a muddy game, you could have turnovers you normally wouldn't have. And the same thing goes for Clemson up with uh, with Georgia Southern. Weather and wet turf can be an ultimate equalizer. So we'll find out on Saturday. Clemson kicks off at uh, 3.30. And, excuse me. Yeah, Clemson's at 3.00. Is it noon or 3.30? I've got to get my notes, man. I know the Gamecocks play at 7.32, on Saturday night more of the rundown when we come back my five NFL my five college coaches that are already on the hot seat we'll have that and more for you right here in just a moment you are listening to the rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400 Lawton Swan will take over for me this afternoon at four o'clock of course if you want information on the hurricane check out our sister station we'll have an update for you right here in just a second but The home for hurricane coverage is 560 WVOC. Now, more of the rundown. Check out Rob's blog at foxsportsradio1400.com. Strap in. It's time for the list. Today's list right here on the rundown are my top coaches that are already on the hot seat. Yeah, two games into the season, I think some of these guys are gonna have some problems. So here we go. Number five, number five, of course, is Tom Herman at Texas, and it's funny because it seemed like there was like just this big honeymoon there, and he was at one time one of the hottest coaching prospects in the country. But you drop that game to Maryland and hold on to beat Tulsa, he's only got an eight and seven record uh, with Texas. And it's just not looking good down there for the Longhorns. So Tom Herman is at number five. Number four. number four on the list, as I pull up my notes here, is, of course, ah, here we go, I got it, Jeff Brom at Purdue. He's seven and eight overall at Purdue. They got uh, beat by Northwestern in game one of the season. Then they lose to Eastern Michigan. Yeah, that's just tough. I don't think that's going to work out well for him there at Purdue. Not that they're a football power, but you can't lose games like that, man. You just can't do it. Number three. Number three on the list as we move up here, you got to go with Larry Fedora at North Carolina. He has an overall record of seven games over 500, but they lost to East Carolina. Not only lost, but, I mean, they got beat down by East Carolina, 41-19, to also lost the opener. 24-17, to 17, and there's been a lot of off-season distractions with uh, the sneaker scandal, and I-, I think that he is just coaching the string out up there, in my opinion, if they don't make a change before the end of the season. Number two, Number two on the list, this guy is amusing to me. Randy Etzel at Connecticut, they lost to uh, UCF by 39 in week one, and then Boise State, They lost 62 to 7. And they have six consecutive losing seasons up at uh, Connecticut. They rehired Randy Etzel and they they did a good job with Etzel to start. Not so much now. It's just not really working out there for Randy Etzel. Number one. Number one on the list, without a doubt. And I know this is my buddy, the Comrades' favorite coach, Kevin Sumlin at Arizona. Now, the guy can recruit. We know that. Look at the team he left, Jimbo Fisher, down at Texas A&M. But to start at Arizona, they lose to BYU 28-23. They lose to Houston 45-18. He's already 0-2 on the season. I think he is going to eventually have to... Uh, The four sale signs will be hanging out in his yard here before long. So Kevin Sumlin definitely on the list. I also think Cliff Kingsbury out at Texas Tech. I think that the honeymoon there has gone away. Coaches that need another minute, in my opinion, Tom Herman knows how to coach. I think he's kind of gotten a bad rap down at Texas. Um, I know Gamecock fans despise him, but I think he needs a little bit more time down there. The other coaches, Sumlin, I don't know what the deal is with Sumlin. He needs to be an offensive coordinator somewhere, in my opinion. We'll definitely found out about that. But the others, uh, Larry Fedora is, with everything that's gone on up there, I think even if the Tar Heels had a really good season, he may have been on the way out anyway. He just says a lot of dumb things and has a lot of scandals that follow him up at North Carolina and then that loss to East Carolina, an East Carolina team that just lost to North Carolina A T. Yeah, that's not that's not looking very good at all. So just to reset a little bit, we have some games that have been canceled already this weekend, including North Carolina and Central Florida. Also the West Virginia NC state game due to Hurricane Florence have been canceled. The Boston College game with Wake Forest, scheduled to be under um, like a night game, has been moved back to 5.30 on Thursday. It'll still be on ESPN that day, but they'll have a 5.30 start for that game. Um, Of course, we've got uh, some road issues this afternoon. If you're heading down I-26 eastbound, You can't go any further than the I-77 split. The roads are still reversed there, and it's all four lanes or all lanes coming from the low country up have been um, set up to go one way, and that's just towards Columbia. So you can't go any further than that, and that's going to cause some problems, especially for people that are uh, commute from Orangeburg. I know a lot of folks do that. Oh, you're going to have to get on 301 and head down that way. With the Lucky
1: Lands Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: If you want to, uh, obviously, if you want to get home today, obviously no one's going down to Charleston for the weekend Try to get another couple of days in the sun up until uh, this storm can kind of roll through. As of right now, South Carolina plans to have their game with Marshall. That game is all set for Saturday. Georgia Southern and Clemson will uh play in the upstate this weekend as well. As uh we get into uh here's the funny thing. It's a 3:30 kickoff up there at Clemson by the way. As I have my notes scrambled up earlier. Once we get through with the games this weekend, you're a quarter of the way through the season. Yep. <laughs> After game 3, you're a quarter of the way through the season. So, We'll figure out what each team has as uh, they get moving along, but we'll definitely know a little bit of something. I mean, you should know what your team has and what your team doesn't have a quarter of the way through the season. 803-978-1832 is the number. 803-978-1832 is the number. Be sure to follow us on Facebook Live as well. The King of Trolls, the comrade is out there. Also, David. Uh, Let's see here. The president of the Lane Kiffin Club, Lewis Bolin, he's out there watching on uh, Facebook Live as well. Make sure you check us out there. You can also follow me on Twitter. I'm at Rob Sounds Good. For up-to-date storm coverage with our Storm Watch, real simple, go to 560WVOC.com. You can also just check us out on our sister station. We'll have updates throughout the afternoon. This is The Rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to The Rundown. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. Welcome back to The Rundown. I am Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Be sure to stay informed. We're going to have as much information as we can get you on Hurricane Florence. We'll have updates here throughout the afternoon. But Columbia's home for information is our News Talk sister station, 560 AM WVOC. You know, there's only one original pool table store in Columbia, and that's Carolina Pool Tables Plus. Others call themselves a pool table store, but they can't match the original store with selection, service, and prices. People make mistakes. I make mistakes. Buy stuff on the internet. Yeah, I do that. Don't buy a pool table on the internet. That could be a big mistake. It may be low quality. It may warp, become unlevel. Then they're just going to deliver to your house in a box. No, it's not like that when you go to Pool Tables Plus. They figure out what you got as far as space goes. Make sure you get a pool table that's going to fit in your space. Then they come by, set it up, and everything. Carolina Pool Tables Plus, 5717 Two Notch Road, huge showroom. Open seven days a week. Stop by and check them out or give them a call, 803-799-5305. Experience the difference at Carolina Pool Tables Plus. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. Of course, I really appreciate it. The folks watching on Facebook Live, I appreciate that as well. A couple of notes before we get out of here today. The Jets say they knew Matt Stafford's signals last night. I sure as heck hope so. Linebacker Darren Lee said, we knew his signals, quote, we knew everything. Maybe that's why they intercepted five passes. Craziness. Craziness. Calling out, he said that they could figure it out. They were calling out their plays as he was coming up to the line. Now, do you blame Matt Stafford for that? Or do you blame the coaches for that? And is that cheating? I don't know. I don't know about all that. But he was picked off. Uh, the Jets intercepted five passes on Monday night. Lee had one of those interceptions, returning at 30 yards for a touchdown. And they win 48 to 17 over Detroit. That's kind of a shocking game for me. I did I mean, I, I honestly thought that the line to open up the game was a D- Detroit was a seven and a half point favorite. Yeah, the Jets were like, nah, they they were playing with a with a rookie quarterback on the road in a dome stadium. Insane. The comrade out on Facebook Live says he thinks that Georgia knew the signals for the Gamecocks. That could be, I don't know. That's, we can have an investigation in on that. I don't know about that for sure. But do you blame the coaches for that, or do you blame the quarterback? Is there something he's doing? You know, I I don't think it's cheating. I think it's, if you can just read it, then that's their fault, in my opinion. It's sort of like in baseball. I remember George Brett telling a story about how, you know, he could get on second base and he can, if he, once he could figure out the signs, he would tell people, hey, you know, um, if I knew a fastball was coming, I'd tap my helmet, I'd do this or whatever. I don't think that's cheating. I think that's gaining a competitive advantage, in my opinion. It's not like you know using an illegal bat or whatever. It's just you're not doing enough to, to stop me. They should change the signals. And you wonder, is the Matt Stafford area era over in Detroit? I don't know. Has he been given enough there? I do like their uh, their new coach, the former offensive coordinator at, um, at New England. And I think he's a good coach, but we'll definitely see what's going to come of that. The former New England assistant coach. There we go. It's My brain scrambled today a little bit. But we'll see what he does in, in more time. But as of right now, that offense did not look good last night as they get throttled by the New York Jets. By the way, Chucky made an appearance last night. John Gruden, who traded away. A great defensive player in um, at the beginning of the season, their linebacker that's now playing for Chicago, the linebacker that had like the strip sack and uh, the pick six against Clemson. I mean, excuse me, against uh, Green Bay the other night. Yeah, that guy. They traded him away, a guy that could actually rush the passer. Then John Gruden comes into his press conference last night after they get beat up on by uh, the um, the Rams. And he goes, I don't know why we can't rush the quarterback. Really? Maybe it's because you traded your best pass rusher away and everybody thinks that you got completely hosed on it. I don't know. Maybe that has something to do with it, Chucky. Maybe. I think John Gruden has said that he got a 10-year, $100 million contract to coach. I mean, is he really that good coach, good of a coach? I don't think anybody's worth coaching that's 10 years, $100 million. What is Belichick making? I mean, Belichick should probably be in that conversation. I like Coach McCarthy up at Green Bay, but I don't think he's a $10 million a year coach. I don't know. Ten years, $100 million. They're going to have Vegas money here with Oakland before it's too long anyway. And by the way, something that is interesting to me on that front, last night I watched a good piece of that game. The black hole was on fire last night, even though they know they've only got eight games there before they move to Las Vegas. Uh, I think it's a year. They may have another year there, but... The fans definitely haven't turned on the team there. And bless them for that, man. Because I would think that people would be like uh, my buddy JR from WNOK who calls the NFL the cartel after they took his Rams from St. Louis. He forgets that they took the Rams from Los Angeles the first time. He has nothing to do with that. But he was upset about that. But these people are not having that same problem at – in Oakland, by the way, they are showing up and it looked like a packed house last night. So interesting game to watch last night. I watched a good piece of that. Matt Stafford looked silly last night. Just a, a tough game to watch there. Uh, the Panthers, my last note of the day, Greg Olson, by the way, has refractured his right foot. He put out on Twitter that he fractured the same foot that required surgery and during the 2017 season he said his foot responded incredibly well to the surgery and he had no limitations as they prepared for the season but now of course he refractured it he said to say i'm disappointed this development would be an understatement i think losing that guy is going to be huge for the panthers because he was definitely he definitely had a chemistry with cam newton and i think that uh, down the line, it's going to hurt them a little bit more. So, uh, shout out to Lewis on Facebook Live asking if I've heard anything on Rodgers. I've heard that he may have like a sprained MCL, but I think Aaron Rodgers will be out there playing this week. I really do. Unless they look in there and see that something's tore up, I'm pretty sure he'll be out there playing this week. So, Rodgers with an amazing performance on uh, Sunday night. Spotting the Bears 20 points, then coming back to win the game 24-23 to after he uh, leaves the game with what looks like a nasty injury in the first quarter. Comes back, leads the team to a uh, one-point win over the Bears where he was laughing at the Bears' defense, just laughing at them. So be sure to stick around for Stormwatch coverage if you uh, will have some – We'll have updates throughout the afternoon. I'm laughing at Lewis because he said that he was high on pills. We don't know that for sure, Lewis. You're not being nice. Be sure to catch the podcast this afternoon. It'll be up around 5 o'clock today. Lawton Swan of Clemson Sports Talk, the czar of Clemson Sports. will be in to ride you home today. We'll have, of course, Operation Stormwatch coverage right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400 and news throughout the day over there on our sister station, 560 wvoc am my name is rob sanders thanks so much for joining us you can follow me on twitter i'm at rob sounds Good. and with that we will see you tomorrow